or guess what? A, a phone call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, is that, is that, that might be a John Piper critic. Rock on, Super Swell Joel. Johnny P. My flesh wants to do what it wants to do, but true love tells me, trust God. And now, the flaming sword. Super Swell Joe, how you doing, buddy? Whoa. <laughs> Any singers out there? We got some nice vibrato going on the Joe. That's a, something that Darren's doing new in 2021 just for you. <laughs> Last time you were senile, Joe, too. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I dropped that one because little apologist just picks on both of us every time I pick on you. I think he's taking your side is what I think. Nope. I think you both lack gray matter. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> so we got a lot to discuss today. We're in Colossians chapter three. We got through verse four. So we'll try to get five through 17, I guess. So we won't even start 18 because there's some real good material there once we right. get into Well, eight. that's the thing is that the listener should know that the next uh, podcast on Colossians is that it's just going to be Darren because it's talking about submission. <laughs> and I, I thought I would just leave that one to him. When we discussed this, we decided, you know, you're getting ready to get into the wives, submit to your own husbands in verse 18. We thought we better make that one podcast by itself. <laughs> that, that might be a good one to invite a guest in and for neither of us to be there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's get John MacArthur because he, <laughs> we know he'd make some people mad. <laughs> I, I think you have a joke, though, so we can knock that out. I do. And of course, this being an apologetics podcast, this, this ties into that a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about Darwinism in our joke here. <laughs> so one day the zookeeper noticed that the monkey was reading two books, the Bible and Darwin's The Origin of Species. In surprise, he asked, why are you reading both of those books? Well, said the monkey, I just wanted to know if I was my brother's keeper or my keeper's brother. <laughs> Woohoo! I don't know if that was a courtesy chuckle or a sincere laugh or what that was, Dan. I don't know. The minute you said monkey reading a book, I started to laugh a little bit. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fun. And the other thing they say about uh, monkeys is the reason they like bananas is because they're so appealing. See, that one was for free. I just made <laughs> hey, that up. Two, hey, that was two for one sale today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, glad we got that over with. <laughs> okay, so Colossians chapter three, verse five. All right. And um, before we hit verse five, I just want to pick up a little bit from verse four because it says there. Well, when Christ, who is our life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. So that's just kind of a lead-in, and those those couple of verses are just really powerful. And I love that idea, when Christ, who is our life. And that's something I've had to think about a lot of my own Christian walk, and just with Christians in general, is, is Christ really our life? Because we see that all through the scriptures, but sometimes we tend to minimize that, and we just sort of put him in a little corner somewhere, and uh, I just think that's important. And so as we go through these next few verses, I just encourage everyone to think about that. Is he really our life? Is Do we really seek him first? And so with that in mind, let's, uh, let's pick it up in verse 5. It says, therefore. And so whenever you see therefore in the Bible, you always want to look and see what it's there for. And that's why I started a little bit with, with verse 4. So put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, 
uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge, according to the image of him who created him, where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. And I know that that's a lot of verses to read at once, but that's another one of Paul's kind of run-on sentences. It's really one thought. And uh, Darren, what I see here essentially is there are certain certain things, and he uses this analogy, the, the old man, the new man, and he's saying off with the old, and he tells us what some of those things should be, and on with the new. So even though there's a lot there, that's what it's talking about. So any uh, any feedback on any of that, Darren? Yeah, I agree. You really couldn't stop anywhere else because Paul's basically talking about one one thing right there. Yeah. And he's mainly dealing here with the, you know, this is the old put put on, put off. And he's saying put these things off, but he's, he says right there, he makes it pretty clear when he says, therefore, put to death. Yeah. You know, that's strong language. And I just had here in my notes, and we won't we won't turn there, but just in Romans 12, too, it talks about renewing your mind. Hmm. So that's something that you're supposed to do. In 1 Corinthians 9, 27, he talks about disciplining his body. It literally means to beat or to, to put into submission, uh, basically beating up uh, yeah. is the way I understand it. Is that right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Some pastors, John Piper would be maybe a familiar name, but um, but certainly throughout church history, especially the the reformers. In fact, one guy by the name of John Owen, who's a very famous theologian, his stuff is a little hard to read, but he's got a book called The Mortification of Sin, and that's yeah. what he's talking about. And and Piper took a lot of his ideas, and Piper put it into this phrase, be killing your sin, or it will be killing you. And it's, it's this ongoing thing. Yeah. It's not that you just put this thing to death once, but ongoing through the course of our lives. And, and notice how intentional that is. And, and there's another verse that came to mind, Hebrews 12, and right at the beginning of Hebrews 12, it, it talks about throwing aside these things that entangle us and the sin that hinders us. And, and I think sometimes, and this might just be, uh, well, it is just my opinion. I don't know how many people would agree <laughs> with it, but, but because we focus so much on, on grace, which we should, we forget that we also are very involved, not, not in our salvation process as far as you know, doing things to be saved, but in our overall sanctification and growth as a Christian, a lot of that is is really up to our intentionality, and we're to be you know, finding those things that we most struggle with and casting them aside, even putting them to death, and at the same time, putting on these other things. And if we don't do that, we might be believers, but we're going to be weak and anemic and fairly useless for the kingdom, Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so somebody did agree with you. <laughs> yeah, right. hey, me, so, me and Darren versus the world right here. But it takes work. It's yeah. daily. It yeah. never ends. And by never yeah. ending, I mean in this world, right. lean into Christ, which is people that listen to our podcast, they know I love to say that. Lean yeah. into Christ. And so when you say it's intentional, it's perfect because people can err too much on the side of grace and what God's doing and say, well, you know, I'm just struggling in my life. Well, then you ask that person, well, are you putting off? Are you putting to death? Right. Are you doing, well, but you know, I'm, I'm saved. Should, should right. the grace of God be leading me or whatever? And so you can't get those things messed up. Yes, we believe that God's in control, but at the same time, this, it's clear that Paul is giving these, these arguments, these, and he does it in other places, as I mentioned here, saying that this is something you need to do. 
Yes. Now, now you do it in the power of Christ. You do it by faith through the Holy Spirit. You do it trusting in him and leaning into him, but you're still, still supposed to do it. And then we don't have time to get into it, but I've mentioned this before in one of our other podcasts is one of the things that, that Christianity, I think, is very weak on today is we forget about chastisement. Mm. We forget that God will chastise those he loves. So guess what? If you're truly a Christian and you're not putting off, and later on here, we're going to get into what you're supposed to put on. But right now we're looking at what you're supposed to put off and put to death. If you're not doing that, you will be chastised. Yeah. It, it's just the way it works. So, so obviously a true Christian can't be happy if they're not putting off these things anyway, because they're going to end up being chastised for it in the long run anyway, that it's going to affect them. Absolutely. And um, you know, it's interesting because in this, in this text and other, in other places, in the letters of Paul specifically, but really throughout the whole New Testament, we see this idea that there were these people that used to be a certain way and used to have these things, but they're not anymore. And in another text, Paul says, such were yeah. some of you. And I just love that too, because that, this kind of piggybacks right on what you said, that we can be lazy or apathetic about it and say, well, is it, you know, grace and, and love, it's just going to take care of everything and I don't need to do anything intentionally. Uh, but that can lead to people thinking, like he mentions, uh, sexual sin in there and other things and where people can, can just end up staying in an unrepentant state and thinking, well, that's okay, but, but then why is Paul saying such were? He's saying that person has changed, they've been transformed. And I know you and I would agree on this, Darren, that doesn't mean that that people still aren't going to to maybe struggle some of these things till the day they die. But but it's when we decide that we no longer need to struggle and give in that we're living in conscious, unrepentant sin, and that is a bad deal. Yep, and you should be chastised for it. Your mind, your conscience, other things the Lord might bring in your life. If if you're a true Christian, he should be working on you for that. And we all fall into sin. So we're not saying that people aren't going to sin. But Paul's talking about something here that's, that's what is your main motivation and goals? Are you putting off and trying to put on? Are you leaning into Christ? And just like you said in the beginning there, is Christ your life? Is that right. your number one thing? And if it's not, we really got a problem. You, you right. know, Houston, Houston, we're, yeah. we, <laughs> we right. got a problem. And I remember one time, and, and um, I did this just because I, I was hoping it would be helpful for people, but I, but I was kind of preaching through this idea of putting on, putting off, and I had a, I just had a coat on, like a sports jacket, <laughs> and then I had another jacket there, and so I tried to put on the new without taking off, you know, the jacket I had <laughs> on, and of course it didn't work right, because that's another thing we could think of Christians as, well, I'm just going to, you know, and, and all these wonderful things. These Who's that, John Piper Christ. column? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, that's right. <laughs> a little notification. He says, uh, rock on, super swell, Joel, oh, Johnny right. P., Okay. Right there. So, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I remember that was helpful for me just to think through because sometimes we just want to put on all these things, but not really deal with our sin. And that's why Paul talks about it this way. We've got to put off that old, that old coat before the new one's going to fit right. So yeah, let, let me add something else. And yeah. you and I talked about this before too. I think probably privately when you're, let's just say, and I've done this many times, you get away from reading your Bible or get away from doing whatever you're doing. And then you wonder why you're not spiritually happy and you're not doing the things you need to do. And, and then you make yourself do it. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people think, well, you should just want to do it because you love God. Mm. Well, I, I got one for him. How about I'm such a wicked sinner that in mm. my flesh, I really don't love God. Wow. Now, see, people's going to take that. People can take that either way. But you know what I'm talking about. My yeah. flesh wants to do what it wants to do. But true love tells me, trust God. Trust Jesus. So guess what? Get back in my word. Get doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, oh, I feel a lot better. I, I'm stronger. I, 
like, oh, oh, guess what? I have a phone call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, is that, is that, that might be a John Piper critic who's frustrated because he called me. Um, shaking my head. Maybe shut your phones off. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> what I was saying was, or what I was getting at, I don't know how much I said, was just the fact that in your flesh you might not love God and you you uh, you love him. That's what true love is. True love does even when you don't feel like it. And then when you do what you're supposed to do, and it's like anything takes hard work. You know, someone wants to get in shape, guess what? You got to work out. Someone wants to lose weight, guess what? You got to eat less. Someone wants to, and, and spiritually, it's it's similar. You, you have to work. But when you start getting that result, you renew your mind, like what Paul said there in, in Romans 12 too. And you start to see those results. So, but, you know, a lot of people, I call them super Christians. They're, they're uh, oh, you just said you don't love God in your flesh or whatever. You know, they think, you know, that's just, oh, you don't naturally want to read your Bible. You should just love to read your Bible naturally. Well, I'm sorry. You're a super Christian and you need to read some Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, go ahead. No, I love what you said there because a, a, another scripture came to mind. I don't remember the, the chapter, but it's in Matthew where, where Jesus is talking about storing up treasures in heaven. And a lot of our listeners are maybe familiar with that. But what he ends up saying is where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's exactly what you just said. If we're waiting for our heart to get right, we may never, we never take care of this stuff. Where our treasure is, we do the things that we know are right to do. And then the heart, then the feelings, then the emotions will follow. Absolutely. I did have one more thing on verse 11, where Paul's kind of getting ready to transition to the put-ons. And the only thing I had was just that religion, race, anything at all has, has all died with Christ. Everything's yeah. in Christ now. So there is no us or them. Every, everybody now. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's it. Period. Let's pick it up in verse 12, Darren. How does that sound? All right. I'm going to let you start reading verse 12, and I got to go find my Bible that I, that I laid down when I got up to answer that phone call. <laughs> I'll be right back, folks. All right. Perfect. So verse 12 says, therefore, and just like we ran into earlier, there's another therefore. So putting to death our sin, putting on the right things. That's what that's in reference to. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, like when Darren can't find his Bible, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Oh, wow, what, a, what an incredible few verses there to, to meditate on. And um, I, I love it, and I want to get some of Darren's comments here too. But when we get to uh, verse 14, above all these, and, and Paul talks about mercy, kindness, humility, patience, etc. But even above all of that, put on love. And if we just do that, that's going to take care of a lot of these, uh, a lot of these things in general. Right, yes. Darren? Absolutely. I got back before you got done reading. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I figured I'd come back and you'd be talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Um, yeah, so Paul was focusing on five through nine and uh, 10 there on the, the put offs that we've yep. been discussing. Now he's talking about the put ons. Yeah. And it's the same discipline. It's the same act of the will. But yeah. just like we've been saying, though, 
lean into Christ. You got to rest in yeah. him. So you're trusting in him for that power. You are trusting in him for grace, but it's still an act of your will. It's intentional. I like it when you say right. that. It's right. intentional. And then you, uh, if you walk in love, here, here's, I come up with this one. <laughs> <laughs> if you walk in love, you will know what to put off and you'll know what to put on. Absolutely. Amen, that, brother. That was great. And there's also a, a lead in here in verse 12 that's so important. Therefore, as the elect of God. And that's what makes all of what we're talking about not just about being you know, a nice person or, or doing good things, but because we belong to God and we know that we belong to God, that we've been chosen in Christ because of that, because of who we are and how he sees us, that's why we should behave in these ways. And it's always important to connect that because otherwise we're just trying to kind of white knuckle it. And even like we talked about earlier, putting our sin to death, we're not going to be able to do that without, without God's strength. So it's just important to connect that. Um, otherwise, it's just another religion and just people on a planet that happen to be a little bit nicer than the next guy, and that's not the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah, I had here in my notes, First Peter 1, 3, where he, he talks about love covering a multitude of sins. Yeah. And I always found that interesting. If love can cover a sin, and I don't think he's just talking about Christ's atonement there. I, I think he's talking about us living in this world that people can be struggling with, with some things, but if you're truly trying to love— and you're loving your neighbor, and yeah. you're loving, I really think there, there's something about that, and that's something I think I'd, I'd like for you and I, maybe one of these days, exploring that a little bit deeper, and another scripture that would back that up is Romans 14, Yeah. and I'm just going to turn there real quick, the whole chapter actually, but if you read Romans 14, and then right there at the end, in verse 22, he says, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves, and then verse 23, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith or whatever is not from faith is sin. And that last part there, whatever is not from faith is sin. Now, Paul's dealing here with like meat sacrifice to idols. And he's dealing right. with some certain subjects. But really, if you take that, the entire context and, and other things that Paul has said, it makes you wonder. You know, you may think, well, Darren, I can do this or that. And I may say, well, that's sin to me. Now, obviously, there's things that are clear. We all know that stealing sin. Right. No one's going to be able to justify right. that. But but when it comes to certain right. things, there is some some latitude there based on what? Based on love. Based right. on love. Right. You can't, you got to run it through that filter or it's not going to work. And I was glad you said there are some things that are clear because there are. There are certain things that, that Scripture tells us are, are sin for any believer any time. But there are those other things that are a matter of, of conscience and where we need to make those kind of decisions. And, and a love should be our guide. So it's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this last verse here too, uh, 17, is, is so good. Whatever you do, again, it's not you know every once in a while or what you do on Tuesday, or, but whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So let's just, let's just put together a little bit of what you just mentioned with this verse. So I think if, if all of us just tried to love well and do whatever we did in the name of the Lord, and gave thanks to God as we did it, that would pretty much take yeah, that, care of everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, brother, yeah. we're about ready to wrap it up. We're about out of time. I think at the end of Colossians here, so we'll have one more episode. Um, we're going to go ahead and include all of chapter four in the next episode too, since it's mainly just Paul's closing statement, that we are going to wrap up what we call season one. Yes. And... So for now, we'll announce more in the next episode what that means. So with that being said, brother, take us home. All right, I will. 
And I just want to mention again that we don't behave in these certain ways in order to be saved, but we behave in these certain ways because God has saved us. Love is the goal, trumps everything else, and the importance of knowing the word of Christ and doing things in his name and for his sake is key. And if we can just do that and live in the gratitude of that, regardless of our circumstances, uh, we can be people that are full of joy and hope and that can encourage others with the good news of the gospel and the kingdom. Amen, brother. All right. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Okay. Thanks, folks. See you next time. Listening to the Flaming Sword. Until next time, remember, love the sheep. Bam. Shoot the wolves. <laughs>